What's up, everyone? This is the Lone Lobos podcast. I am one half of your uh, soul brasileiro host, Sholomay Duena, joined by... Hola, mes amigos. Or how do I say multiple yeah. amigos? Mis. Mes amigos? M-I-S. Mis amigos. Not with a Z. Like, Hola, mis amigos. Yo soy Jacob Bertrando. What's up, yeah. guys? How was your week? That was good? Yeah, that was great. How's the accent? Did I sound like I could be your daddy? Um, yeah, I mean, my father doesn't have that accent, but yeah, sure. I mean the proverbial daddy. Oh, yes. You could be the proverbial father. Yes. Nice. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, it's August, question mark, if you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It should be August. Yeah. It's August. Welcome so, to August. So welcome to August. Um, what are your favorite things about the month of August, Jacob? Um, it's my dad's birthday at the beginning of the month and then my mom's birthday in the middle of the month. So I get to look forward to lots of really good meals. Do you, do you have any know. birthday ideas for them yet? Any gifts? Um, okay. I don't think my dad, I'm recording in my parents' uh, bedroom right now because my Wi-Fi is still broken. Uh, but my dad, I actually want to take him to Speed Vegas and, uh, and, and drive those trophy trucks through the desert i think that would be really sick i think the trophy that. trucks are the the big ones that we did is that what they're called yeah they're like the huge off-roading trucks like you jump you know like eight feet yeah long. those were sick okay that's yeah, a great gift. i think are that was mom? like um i don't know i'm debating nice well i I'm guess we know who the so... favorite parent is <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm still platin <laughs> all right still platin. it's a work in progress well no dude, said... what do you mean i'm gonna be missing my mom's birthday because i'm going to hawaii and, I mean, once again, shows who the favorite parent is. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you mean? It's the first time in my life. It's the first time in my life. You were saying it's the first time in your life. And she gave you the go-to. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even ask her. Your mom was the one that asked her, like, hey, is it okay if Jacob misses your birthday? Uh, well, there you go. So then, then you're fine. You, you got the go-ahead. Um, yeah, bro, I had a pretty eventful week. I, I got back from Puerto Rico. We did our episode last week. And then basically right after that, I went to Comic-Con, which was the first San Diego Comic-Con since COVID. There was one last year, but it was super small in comparison. This was basically 100% open. Full scale. Yeah, full scale. 100%. Yeah, definitely full scale. Um, It was pretty fun. I will say I got to go to a Hall H panel for the first time in my life. And are are you familiar with Oh, what did you see? I, I went to the DC panel. Um, Dang. I, did they, did they so, talk about Blue Beetle? No, no, no. It's definitely, it's way too early. We just wrapped on Sunday, bro. We just, there's uh, the trailer. No, I don't no. know. Yeah. I was like, maybe they show a teaser. No, 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 no teaser. No, nothing. It was, it was the new Shazam movie and uh, the Black Adam movie, which oh, I will that's say, soon. That's right. I've never heard Dwayne Johnson speak. Uh, I've never really checked out his interviews or anything like that. I've mainly kind of just, seen some of his movies. movies yeah yeah jumanji journey to the center of the earth um and now dc's new super pets um check it out i guess i don't know if it's oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really kind of i don't know about that one but um he is one of like i don't know he, he really seen he really impressed me with his with his speaking ability what and, is just uh, like well spoken or super well spoken and i guess i didn't know this but he's a producer on this movie and this movie has been like 10 years in the making Oh, damn. Yeah, this movie's been a super long time in the making. The director of the movie is the same director from The Jungle Cruise. 
Oh, and whoa. yeah, he, they worked on the Jungle Cruise together. And Dwayne, I guess, after that experience, had such an, uh, a, like a, a positive reaction. That he was like, oh, I want this guy to do Black Adam. But it was cool. I'm super excited for it. The trailers were awesome. At this point, they're already Jean Colette Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was super exciting to be there. 7,000 people in one room, bro. What? 7,000 people in one room. And, and the room that we were in last time, I want to say for Cobra Kai, Ballroom 20, I think is like one of the other bigger ones. Like definitely top three big oh, ones, really? I want to say. Yeah, that's a big one too. Dang, so. dude, this is, this is actually crazy. When I looked up the Jungle Cruise thing, the first thing is, is Jungle Cruise a flop? It cost over $200 million. And when it opened, it made $3.3 million in China. Wait, say it again. It cost over two hundred million, and in its opening, when it opened, it made three point three million in China. That doesn't seem good. They lost. They lost one hundred and ninety-seven million. Well, that's Sorry. just in China. That was just okay. You don't know yeah, how but China is usually where you make most of your yeah, money. Yeah, China is usually like Chuni. <laughs> I'm sorry. China is, like is the movie the... <laughs> is the movie capital of the world. No, China. China is usually half of the earnings, right? That's why they're usually so indebted like to to cutting things out when it comes to things that China wants to ban, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't afford to. to Anyways, Comic-Con was super fun. Uh, I had Tacos El Gordo, probably my favorite taco place in all of the United States, twice over in Chula Vista, over in, over in uh, San Diego. So that was probably the best thing that happened to me in my time back. And then um, I got the blessed opportunity to have a fucked up airport experience for probably the first time <laughs> in my life. I, I think, you know, I, I've, I've never missed a flight. I've, I've had stuff delayed before. And, you know, I've had, you know, problems with the plane that has caused us to just like wait around the tarmac for a while. But oh my gosh, Jacob, when I tell you. So yeah, this actually surprises you- me because I feel like you're a good luck charm when it comes to flying. Every time I've flown with you, it's been seamless. Um, yeah, well, that luck ended. Has run out. <laughs> yeah, that luck has run out. So to give you an idea, <laughs> I have a flight from Los Angeles to Mexico City, Mexico City to Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo to Rio, right? And Damn, that's a lot of connections. A few, a few days ago, uh, I decided, oh, I'm not going to head to Rio. I'm just going to stop at Sao Paulo. I don't want to, I like, I, uh, I'll just cancel the last flight. And it went through. My, my cancellation went through. So now I'm only heading to Mexico City. And then after Mexico City, I'm heading to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. So I get to the airport two and a half hours early. My flight leaves at 11. And I get there like just as eight is rolling around, right? Okay. And I'm checking in with the baggage lady. And she's like, hey, so, you know, you were telling me that you're headed to Sao Paulo, but these bags are going to head to Rio. And... You know, I'm telling her like, no, that's not true. Cause I, cause I'm flying and goes owned by. So I had to check in with the people. There's no like um, check-in thing. Check-in thing. I have to check in with. So on the side, it's saying that I'm headed to Sao Paulo, but on the side, it still says that I'm headed to, to Rio. And this lady's telling me like, sorry, like there's nothing that I can do. You're going to have to call for this and i'm thinking to myself oh my god okay no whatever that's fine i still have two and a half hours nothing nothing bad can happen right so i'm on the phone with and they're telling me oh you know because it's so close to your flight we're not going to be able to do anything the airport like the airline has it locked they're going to have to make any changes to your ticket because we can't do it on our end because it's so close to your flight being um being like taking off i've never even heard of this problem dude 
I've, I've never heard of the problem either. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's the exact opposite of what the lady at the front desk just told me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get back in line. I, now I'm speaking to a different lady. She's in, now maybe an hour and a half has rolled around. And I'm talking to this other lady who is way more helpful. She's like, okay, let me call the system. Let me, let me, like, let me see what's, what's happening. And finally, she's like, okay, I have your tickets here. Now let me just figure out your, your, your baggage. The baggage takes a long time. The baggage takes a long time to, to figure out. And I didn't know this, but there's a rule that says if oh, you don't shit. check in an hour minutes. before your flight, you know, you can't check get on the, the flight. Bags. You can no, no, you yeah. can't get on the flight. Okay? Oh, really? I don't know if it's just this airline or whatever, but 1002 rolls around and she's like, the lady's like, I figured everything out. All right, let me just print out your boarding pass. And she's like, oh. that's weird. It doesn't give me the option to print it. And I'm thinking like, okay, whatever. Not a problem. 1002 rolls around. She's like, I figured everything out. Let me just print out your boarding passes. She can't print out my boarding pass. And then the manager comes over and she's like, oh, your flight's within the hour? No, you can't check in. And the lady just looks at me like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because oh my god! Because I've fucking been they there for two and a half that? hours. No, so she says, "Let me ask my manager." So they pull the manager over and they're like, "Hey, it's been two minutes. Is there any way that we can just override this, get the plane?" And she's like, "Nope, sorry, can't do it." Something in myself. Fuck me, dude. She's saying that I have to change my flight. That I'm not even going to be able to put the bags on this flight. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I get out of line and I get on the phone with, and guess what happens, Jacob? There's a protest at the airport. What? The, the, the union workers at the airport are striking right now. And they have <laughs> signs, megaphones. I have a video of it. Maybe I'll, I'll send it to the chat. But they are screaming. And they turn on the fire alarm. Oh, so we won't work here. We need higher pay. Basically, this who's airport? <laughs> Our airport. <laughs> And I'm looking, I'm sitting in the corner, like on the phone with this lady and I'm dead ass about to cry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm about to cry because I'm so frustrated. I just I'm supposed to, wanted I'm to supposed get on to my get plane on and now there's a protest. And she's telling me, all right, yeah, we can change your flight. But the next best thing that we have is a flight that leaves in two hours that gives you 30 minutes in between your layover, right? Or we can send you out the next night, like tomorrow night. And I'm thinking, okay, well that fucking sucks. I'm either, and it takes oh it, it takes a, basically a whole last day to get to Brazil anyways. So I'm yeah. like, I, I either do this 30 minute layover thing or I wait or I lose two, like days. two days. Yeah. And also I have to eat the ticket because they're saying, you know, oh, well you knew that your flight was leaving at that at that time. So, you know, what? Who's, who's fault? Yes, dude. Yeah, this they 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 really I don't even wanna yeah. So so I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the thirty minute layover and if I miss it, at least I'll be stuck in like one step closer to Brazil. <laughs> and don't tell me you missed it. No. So I so I get to And the luck returns. No, and the luck returns, bro. So I get on my oh flight. Oh my god. I am in the air, mind you, I don't have Wi Fi, so I don't know what's like, I don't know what's happening with the next flight. And I land in Mexico City and I get a text from my mom. My mom was super helpful through this whole process. She, she was like, let me, I'll like refresh your flight and see what's happening. I land and I get a text from my mom. Your flight has been delayed 30 minutes, you know, to Sao Paulo. And I get to the gate 
just as they're boarding and I and I was able to make the flight. But if anyone over Oh, because it was delayed? Because it was delayed. And I didn't know this. Whoa. To anyone out there who's flying in between countries, and maybe you've had this experience, you you know, you just went from Africa to um, Oh, you have to go through customs. Dubai. You have to go through customs. Yeah. So I didn't know that until I started flying more. I didn't know that either. So I'm over here thinking, dude. I got this. 30 minutes. I'm going to land. I'm like, I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to be the Cooper. I'm going to be the Cooper of the flight. So I'm (laughs) going to hear that ding, grab my bags and get out of here. Go. Yeah. And because of that, while I was on the flight, you know, the flight attendants are handing out the customs like pieces of paper. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't need to do the piece of paper. Like, I'm just going to get my connecting flight. I don't need to go through customs. Oh my God. So, So I, you know, get off of the flight. And it's, there's like signs saying, connecting flights, connecting flights, connecting flights. And I'm like, "Ah, fast walking, fast walking, fast walking. Because even though it's delayed, I still need to get there. And I go, then like I, it's leading me also to the direction of customs. So I'm like, this is kind of weird. I get to the customs area and I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'm heading to Brazil. So where do I head? And he's like, you got to fill out your piece of paper and go through customs. The line, long. So I'm like, oh God. Oh God. And because My I have to fill out this gone. thing, because I have to fill out this fucking piece of paper, I'm oh people are getting in front of me in the line because I have to stop. Why don't you just fill it out in the line? I didn't have a pen and all the pens, what is- <laughs> all the, all the pens are freaking are like attached to a desk, attached to a desk. So I have oh, to that's how they get you, bro. while people are <laughs> passing me. And I'm like, see, all that fast walking, all that fast walking didn't help you out. You got to travel with a pen, bro. This is a lone Lobo's tip right here. I got to travel travel with with a pen. I get through customs. And because I changed my flight, I have to go out of customs back to check-in to get my boarding pass. Are you serious? So I had to go to check-in, get my boarding pass, go through TSA again, go And you still made your flight? And I still made it, bro. So Jesus does love you, dude. He was like, you know, you maybe have like had like a little sin or whatever. And then he was like, oh, Shola, what the heck, bro? Like, all right, cool. We're going to make the, you're going to miss your first flight, but you know, I made it well worth it. You can make the second one. Yeah. He just want to add a little, you know, stress to your life. No, it's okay. I I handled it and I didn't even cry. You didn't? No, I I didn't cry. Not when they started protesting? Not when they started protesting? Dude, I was about to start crying when they started protesting, but I didn't. <laughs> Please stop yelling. I know you just want to get paid more, but can I just finish this phone call? And the lady on the phone oh, was pretty funny. I, I was on the, I was on the phone with the lady for an hour and a half trying to figure out this flight. Oh, dude, I hate yeah, that it stuff. Was, that sucks. It was it was not it was not a I, I wasn't a big fan. But it's okay. Cause guess what, Jacob? I'm we're doing this podcast in Sao Paulo. All right, wait, 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 hold that thought. Let's take a quick message from the sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, how's uh, the weather in Brazil? Uh, Bonoich? What does Bonoich mean? Good night. Oh, what? <laughs> Just think buenas noches. Bonoich. Uh, Bonoich. No, you. Yeah. B-O-N. What's it like? Yo, B-O-N. Um... What is it like? Well, I've been here for less than 24 hours. I I um, had farofa for the first time. You know farofa? What's farofa? Farofa is... Um, farofa. Yeah, you have to say it like that. Farofa. Man, I like um, saying these words with accents. I don't think there's... 
I, I don't think there's literally an accent in the word, but I like to say it like that. It's yeah, a, um, it's toasted yuca and like cassava flour. You know cassava? The root? Uh-uh. Oh, well, boy, do I have a new food for you. I think you'd like it. It's super cassava? good. It's crumbly and light, and it kind of reminds, I don't know what it reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of okay. like a, a more mealy panko dish. I don't know what that is either. I'm picturing a healthy apple cobbler and it sounds really apple good. Apple cobbler? Like in, what in, the? F- no. In my mind, you said crumbly in my it's, mind. Instantly it's just went apple cobbler. It's savory. Apple okay. cobbler is kind of savory. There's some cinnamon Apple cobbler in there. is not. Okay, whatever. So I had farofa for the first time. Brazilian had, apple cobbler. Yes, Brazilian apple cobbler. And then I had um, pastel. You know pastel? Pastel? I would just assume I know what none of these things are going forward. (laughs) Yeah, you know pastel? Pastel? No, I don't know pastel. Pastel is like a little empanada. It's like a little empanada. It's like a mini one? before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a little one. Super yummy. I had pastel de like meat inside and then one with cheese inside. And then I had this one (laughs) I know you haven't had. You know, you know palmito? Palmito? No. Palmito. It sounds like my little palmito cousin. Palmito with an N? M. P- oh, M. Like palmito. palm. What is that? Ito. Ito. Palmito. It's palm heart. Like artichoke heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like artichoke heart, but it's palm. It's the... Is it... It's, they're like, it's like the bud of palm trees. Yeah. Is it... Tastes like an artichoke heart? It kind of... It has that same... You know how artichoke hearts kind of feel like they have layers to them inside? Yeah. It totally, it totally had that same consistency. But I will say, I've had two meals in Brazil so far. One Japanese, one at a, I'm going to mess this up, but I think it's Jurashkaria. No, Jurashkaria. Jurashkaria. <laughs> it's like, I like this game. It's like a meat, it's like a meat place, you know? Like, like Fogo de Chao. You know Fogo de Chao? Fogo de Chao. Yeah, I know Fogo de Chao. Do you really? Yeah. I yeah, that's there. a true. Churrascaria. Yeah, that one. Um, Dang, it's dude, been, that's it's been cool. a great time. And I'm here for I'm here for another like two and a half weeks. So I'm I'm excited about how's it. How's the food com- how's the food compared to LA? You like LA food more or this food more? Dude, I've been here for 24 hours. How are you allowed to ask me a question like that? <laughs> I, I can't. But I will say on the I plane ride over, I watched this movie, Come on, Come On. You've heard of it? Oh yeah, I watched that on the plane too. What'd you think of it? It's the A24 movie with uh Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. And what's his name? His name's Woody something, the little kid that's in it. Yeah, I don't know the name. Little kid. Come on. Come on. The little kid was pretty good. Little kid was pretty good. Woody, Woody Norman. Norman. Yep. Now, Woody now Norman. for those Hoffman. of you who haven't seen it, you know, it's it's the story of Joaquin Phoenix, you know, taking in his sister's son uh, because he has to take care of him. Both of them are pretty weird and eclectic, it seems like. <laughs> Joaquin yeah. Phoenix plays a journalist who travels the country interviewing kids. Um, and his nephew is a kid whose weird. father is a reco- like is in uh, what, what is it called? He's like, men- he's like in a mental institute. Oh, I thought he was in institution. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense too. Um, but here's they're, here's they're the tra- weird part. Yeah, so so they establish at the beginning of the movie that. The Joaquin Phoenix character, the reason that he and his sister, the mother of his nephew, don't get along, at least towards, you know, 
at least what it seems like, or the big reason, is because as Joaquin Phoenix and his sister's mother was dying, she had what it seemed like dementia and didn't really remember the situation that she's in. And she's imagining all of these different scenarios. And the Joaquin Phoenix character plays along to these scenarios, right? And and is like, no, yeah, let's take you to the DMV. Let's do all this stuff. And the sister is totally against that. The sister doesn't. The sister's like, why would you play into this? You know, this is ridiculous. This isn't even our mother. It's 1930. Yeah, Yeah. the the Joaquin Phoenix character is like, well, you know, I'm pretending because this is the last, these are the last moments in her life. If I ever was going to pretend, it would be now. And the sister's like, it's not even our mom. Like, our mom's gone. But then, you know, we meet this kid who has this odd, I don't want to say obsession, but like this, this, inclination to pretend that he's an orphan and he likes to (laughs) for lack of a better word role play with his mom and pretend he's an orphan and the mom plays along yeah and i was thinking to myself what like where do you draw the line where do you draw (laughs) the line between you know pretending that your mother needs to go to the dmv versus your son who's an orphan it's it was that was the only part that was weird it's shot in black and white it's a very beautiful movie um and i think it's movies where it's just primarily two people the whole time. Either sometimes get a little, it feels a little bit dragged on just because you're like, oh, okay, I've seen these two people. But I thought it was, it was nice. I like, I've, I, I don't know if it's just the movies that I'm watching, but I've seen what feels like a lot more movies with like an adult and a child. And, and I like them. Oh, okay. Like um, Peanut Butter Falcon, I really liked. That was like in a, an adult oh, yeah. and a child. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, I liked. Um, I'm trying to trying to think of now. I'm now more I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, more more. Adult I don't know. Genres. I thought the movie was really good. I liked watching the relationship between uh, Walking Phoenix and the little kid grow, and I thought they brought out really interesting dynamics in each other. I thought it was cool. Mid '90s is about children. Oh, you know what's funny? Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. Really? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, but, I never got around to watching it. I like that they hired like real kids for that. Like real like skaters. Yeah. No, they, they got a bunch of them. I don't know why. Like I was looking at the Lone Lobos notes and dude, I can't believe I saw that they're discontinuing the Choco Taco. I love the Choco Taco. I did see that they're discontinuing the Choco Taco. Now, there were like a few people I want to say on the Reddit that were asking for our opinions on this. Now, look, I don't mean to like, no, I do mean actually. I think if anyone is like really broken up about this. I'm aghast. I was so hurt by this, bro. This is my childhood. I'm appalled. No, it's it, they're delicious, <laughs> I suppose. But like it, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I'm not as broken up about this as maybe some other people are. But I did go on the record and say that the Choco Taco was one of my favorite desserts. And that's coming from someone who doesn't like desserts. So I think I think what might happen is we might have like a, a Twinkie fiasco where it's like, you know, hostess goes out of business, but then someone else buys it. I think someone might, because dude, I just picture the Choco Taco as, you know, like a freelance or what is it? Yeah, right. Freelance baseball guy. What is that called? A freelance baseball guy? What are you saying? What is that called when they're a free prospect or whatever? Free agent? Free agent. Yeah. Choco yeah. Taco is a free agent, bro. Just waiting to be picked up. Are you going to buy? Are you going to invest? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe McDonald's will pick it up. What are you saying, dude? What? McDonald's could pick it up. It could be like, oh my gosh, you get the Happy Meal with the all new Choco Taco. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Uh, 
All right, here's here's one for you, Jacob. How about I mention The Gray Man? Oh, did you watch it? I did watch it. Did you see it? I watched it too. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought Ryan Gosling was an awesome action hero. Um, I thought <laughs> Ana de Ar- what? I thought Ana de Armas' character was pretty cool. No, I like I- the jokes how how he was getting saved all the time. I thought the ending wasn't what I wanted to happen. Um, I thought some of the characters were a little miscast. I actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it more than I, I thought, thought it was, was awesome. going to. And also, you know who worked on it? Who? Mark Canonizado. Of course he did, bro. He's amazing. Yeah. He's the best stunt in man, the biz. Stuntman Mark uh, worked on the movie. But yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, I, like I, it was one of those movies where because I had, dare I say, low expectations for it going into it. Oh, yeah. I was on the computer at the start of it. And then slowly through the movie, I was like, okay, let me put the computer down. Something, something's happening here. This looks cool. This looks cool, but I one like the I'll fighting. Say, yeah. Go for it. Oh, sorry. Cool I thought you were going to keep, oh, I thought you keep going. No, no, one thing I'll say is at the beginning of the movie, this isn't really much of a spoiler. The gray man, you know, they're trying to find Ryan Gosling's character. He's on the run. At one point, Lloyd, you know, Chris Evans' character is like, there's nowhere on earth he can hide. I have every A like plus tactical team in the world looking after looking for him. Like everyone's gonna be on him. We have the Delta team from Brazil, the this team from China or whatever, right? I thought you were gonna get to see him like take down each one of these teams and like that was gonna be a bigger deal. And that was like very glossed over and it was like super quick. And I was like, oh man, that that would have been kind of cool, like seeing him take down like the best of the best from every country. But other than that, that's the only gripe I had with it, really. I think that's what we're going to see from Brad Pitt and Bullet Train. That's cool. I will say, I'm excited. I get to, I got invited to the premiere to the, of, of oh, that. So you I'm did? very excited. Yeah. Where is it? In Do LA? I come? <laughs> it's not, are, are you back August 1st? No. No, I'm gone. Oh. Is it in LA? I'm fine. I guess I'll, yeah, it's in LA. Oh, yeah. That's going to be sick. Anyways, okay, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because this episode has been total tangents. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, really, has. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let one more rip off. Speaking of Lakeith oh, Stanfield, I just recently <laughs> came across his audition to the Cats movie. Now, wait, what? You, they made him audition for Cats? Who the fuck do they think they are? Now he lost his role to Jason Derulo, but I implore anyone listening and our podcast to watch his audition for the Cats movie because I guarantee you there needs to be... Uh, that movie wouldn't have flopped had they booked someone like Lakeith Stanfield. He goes all out. He records it on what, what seems to be his webcam back home. He's wearing like one of those uh, one-piece like spandex suits, all black. Oh my God. And I want to say he might even be wearing cat ears and, and paints whiskers on himself but oh my god it's awesome you should definitely check it out and yeah that, i guess what do you do when you get an audition like that i guess you just kind of have to go all out right and hope yeah, it you, doesn't get leaked and i, or yeah, leak it I don't before know if, someone I don't, else does yeah I, I think he must have leaked it himself but i i guess you do have to go all out have you ever had an audition that you had to like go really the extra mile it? to be to be yeah, a little no i don't think so I mean, other than like, you know, crying or whatever, like nothing like bizarre. Like I haven't had to do anything bizarre. 
Um, oh, dude! Actually, I have a question. What do you do? What do you do in the middle of? Like, let's say you get an audition scene, and there's like a kiss or like a makeout in the middle of the scene. What do you do? I just do nothing. Yeah, I fucking skip it. But I know some people. Like, I was talking to one of my friends, and he was like, "Oh, dude, I like you know make little kissy faces at the camera." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know. If I was a casting director, I'd be like, "This immediately takes me out of it." I like. What's he doing? Wait, kissing faces at the camera? Yeah, yeah. Whenever there's a kiss, I always just skip it. I guess. I mean. Yeah, I just usually have whoever's recording the audition come on the other end, um, come on step like, in the for front, a sec. Step in for a second, do the kiss, yeah. and then yeah, leave. I think that that's a genius idea. That I mean, isn't that what John Favreau did for a Chef? <laughs> I feel like yeah, this. Yeah, is- that's pretty funny. God, dude, I need a I need a Miles Teller War Dog movie, bro. Wait, well, oh, because of Anna the Adama? We've talked about this. Yeah, I think it was in our demo. It wasn't even on the. Oh, like how how sometimes directors will be like oh yeah how, how does this guy get this girl that, that that type of thing yeah dude hey man all you have to do no i can't i can't give out the secrets <laughs> oh yeah yeah what are the secrets Hello. so basically what i do is i say okay let's um let's wrap up this podcast and i already think we have some great you know last week we announced that we're doing the voicemails that we have a, a phone number that people can call and leave their voicemails either anonymously or you can say your name and where you're from and get a chance to be on the podcast. I think we are long overdue for a, a Love Doctor, Love Daddy segment. Heck and yeah, think, yeah. So let us know. And I think, yeah. Are, are there any specific types of stories that you want to hear about, Jacob, when it comes to these? I want to hear some like anybody in some like love triangle stuff. Jacob. Okay. That was a little scandalous. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get okay. some juicy deets. I don't know if there's like any love triangles up there. Yeah, so if you guys have any, or just honestly any love daddy, if you guys love daddy, love doctor, need advice, you can come to us. The number is 510-995-6267. Don't forget it. 510-995-6267. Or if you're better at spelling, it's 510-99-LOBOS. That too. 51099 Lobos. Um 51099 Lobos. That's pretty good. Bro, that man, bro, we got some good producers. That's catchy, bro. 51099 Lobos. Yeah, it rhymes. I like it. All right, wrap us up right, before we Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We have a Reddit. Check out the Reddit. It's Lone Lobos. We also have an Instagram that is also very conveniently Lone Lobos. Uh but yeah, hit us up on the uh, voicemail, call, leave your name, your email. If you got MySpace or WhatsApp, you know, let us let us know. Thank you, guys. Lone Lobos Podcast is brought to you by Lone Lobos Studios, My Cultura Podcast Network, and iHeartMedia. The podcast is produced by Jaime Roque and Noah Fan with coordination from Monica Tamayo. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Bye-bye.